A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. After Jesus left the synagogue, he entered the house of Simon. Simon's mother-in-law was afflicted with a severe fever, and they interceded with him about her. He stood over her, rebuked the fever, and it left her. She got up immediately and waited on them. At sunset, all, who had, all the people sick with various diseases brought, were brought to him, and he laid hands on each of them and cured them. Demons came out from many, shouting, You are the Son of God. But he rebuked them and did not allow them to speak because they knew that he was the Christ. At daybreak, Jesus left and went to a deserted place. The crowds went looking for him, and when they came to him, they tried to prevent him from leaving them. But he said to them, To the other towns also I must proclaim the good news of the kingdom of God, because for this purpose I have been sent. And he was preaching in the synagogue of Judea, the gospel of the Lord. We always want to do a quick fix, right? We live in a culture where we want to microwave everything. You know, we want everything to happen really fast. You know, it takes time. Good things take time. And so we look at this scripture from Paul's letter to the Colossians. And the first thing he does is he's thanking God for the people. He's thanking God for their faith. He's thanking God for giving them the gift of faith. How many times in our lives do we think that faith is just something that we've mustered up or that we have? Without God's grace, we don't have faith. We cannot receive the gift of faith unless God gives us the gift of faith. And if we've received it, we should be so thankful to those who've passed it on to us or handed it on to us, you know, throughout the ages and generations. You know, when you pray the Apostles' Creed on the Rosary, think about that. People died so we could have the creed we have today. I mean, just they died for the creed. Like the prayer we pray on the crucifix every time we say the Rosary. People have actually died to protect that prayer so that we would get it in this day, day, age, and generation. So think about that next time you pray that creed. Blood was spilled so you could have the truth that's encapsulated in that creed. You know, in that the creed, as you read the catechism, it breaks down the creed, the different parts of the creed. It's like a zip file. When you unzip a file, it explodes and all these other files come out. You know, I believe. What does it mean? The catechism starts right there. I believe. What does it mean to believe? And it unzips that file of belief and then it starts to explore it and invite us into what it means to believe. So Paul here, talking to the Colossians, He's saying to all the holy and faithful ones, grace to you and peace from God our Father. We thank God when we pray for you. We've heard of your faith and the love you have had for all the other holy ones because of the hope reserved for you in heaven. Do we need hope today? Think about that. Without hope, you can't have life because without hope, there's nothing to live for. So you think about it. Christ is our hope. Hope is reserved for you where? On earth? No. In heaven, he says. Hope, our hope is in heaven, not on earth. This earth is passing away. As we speak, it's passing. But we don't live for earth as believers. You should be 
You're, you've been taken out of the world at baptism and you were born into the kingdom of God. You were baptized into God's kingdom. You're not of this world. We're in the world, but we are not of the world. And if you build your house in the world and of the world, then you're on shifty sand. When the winds come and the floods come, which they will, you will fall. You will crumble. You won't last. And as we come closer and closer to the age of purification, as God prepares his church all throughout the world, he's preparing these pockets. He's, he's anchoring down his church. Because when the strong uh, uh, persecutions and temptations will come our way, if we're not anchored in our heavenly home, if we've made earth our home, we will pass away with this world and we'll be swept away with all of the garbage and we will be swept and spewed right into the darkness. So we must be strong. And so he's saying here, because of the hope reserved for you in heaven, of this you have already heard, that through the word of truth, the gospel that's come to you. Okay? Now, he's then now he's saying, that it's bearing fruit and is growing. He's saying the fruit of the gospel is you and I being here at Mass's gospel. It's fruit. Somebody preached to us and taught us and shared the faith with us. And at some level, it's stuck. You wouldn't be coming to daily Mass if it didn't catch in some way. So there's the fruits of all those who labored hard in the years past. That we could have the faith that we have today. And Satan so so much wants to dilute and pollute the faith. And so we need to rise up. And I trust in the mercy of God forever was our psalm. Psalm 52. I trust in the mercy of God forever. Because when it gets hard, it's got to be a forever trust. It can't be a sometimes trust. Trust and hope go together, don't they? Because if you don't trust, you can't have hope. Because what he promises isn't going to be given to us in its fullness here on earth. When you come to Mass, this is why you and I might not realize this, but the reasons we come to Mass, your soul knows something your mind don't. Our souls know something that our minds don't. And your mind won't ever figure it out. And you know why? Because the mind only collects data from the created world, which is passing. But your soul is infused through faith with knowledge, wisdom, understanding, and you know in your spirit that there's something that happens on this altar. I was talking to a brother last night and he said, the priest is the only person that can open the heavens and the portal of God's grace comes down onto that altar and makes bread and wine into the body and blood of Christ. Only the power of the priest can open the heavens and bring the power of God down. Who is the priest? Jesus. Only Jesus can do what I'm about to do on this altar. And you know that in your spirit. Your mind might not understand it, but your soul knows it. And that's why you keep coming back. Because your mind's going to catch up with your soul. It just takes time. Be patient. Our spirits will inform our minds with new truths about the kingdom of God. And then you start to become more confident in who you are in this passing world. And when the floods come, when the persecution comes, it doesn't shift and shake you because you know who you are. You know where you came from. You know where you are and you know where you're going. And you need to claim that in Jesus name. Jesus today rebukes his fever. He rebukes a fever from Peter's mother-in-law. 
And so what did she do immediately after that? She got up and waited on him. So my brothers and sisters, we have the authority of Jesus Christ. The demons shouted, you're the son of God. And Jesus said, shut up. He he quieted all of the demons. Because he didn't want them, he didn't want the demons distracting people. Jesus calls you and I to stay focused in our everyday life, to live in hope. No matter what happens to my body, no matter if I lose my mind, no matter if I have Alzheimer's, no matter what happens to me, I have hope in my spirit. Just because I don't understand things mentally, people laying in a bed say that have Alzheimer's, they still have a spirit and their spirit's still very much alert and aware of what's going on around. Their minds might not be able to express it, but their spirit is aware that they're now sharing in the passion of Jesus. And the demons are terrified of those who live in that communion with Christ. Because those people in hospital beds, you know, those people say, for example, with Alzheimer's, they are saving so many souls. And the demons shudder. And so let's not live like the world and of the world. Let's live like children of God confident in the power and we need to go to other towns too i what did jesus say the people wanted him to stay but he says no to other towns also i must proclaim the good news of the kingdom because this is the purpose i was sent to to be sent is to be an apostle everybody in here is asked by god to be sent out of this church to wherever you're going and to bring hope 